if Elon took X public in the next six months, this thing will rip and yeah. it will have absolute backers. Yeah. And like, maybe, honestly, now that you mentioned, that might be the play now, right? Yeah, that's yeah. not, that's like, a good Kathy point. Wood coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, listen, you can be cynical about that, but I'm saying like. No, it's, I'm, I'm serious about it. I'm deadly serious. He's the greatest raiser of capital in the history of mankind. No one has raised more capital than Elon Musk. X.com or X, this everything app, can go out and raise infinite capital. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's, there, that's the boom. Look at that. Like, you walked me into it. I was like, I was like, uh, like lukewarm on the change. It wasn't like, I was like, fine. I wasn't like losing my mind over it. But now it's just like, it's so obvious what's going to happen. How much value can you create? Yeah. Much as you like. All right, welcome to another episode of No Investment Advice. We've got an NAI gang here together. Jack Butcher, Trung Fan, Bilal Zaidi. Jack, you got a new spot. Where, where you at, mate? People are going to understand where you're at nowadays because you're going to be showing that background again. Well, let's not let's not swat our boy. Let's not dox our boy. Oh, okay? wait. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. <laughs> you see the feds just, just coming yeah, through. Yeah, guys. No, it's just Jack's got a nice setup is all you need. Not new location. Yeah. Got a new a, fridge. You got a new fridge in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ready I'm to stocked. go? I'm stocked, boys. You might pop open a six-pack. Mm-hmm. All right, well, boys, we got a lot hold to on, chat about. Hold on about. a second, but I want to speak one thing into existence. <laughs> I know in the past we've talked about Theo Vaughn living near uh, Jack. It's happening. We're hanging with Theo Vaughn. I'm speaking into existence. That's I it. I hope so. All right, perfect. He's my favorite okay. comedian right now by nice. far. Oh, my Incredible. Incredible. Wow. On, the podcast, on the podcast side. He's half Venezuelan? He's half Venezuelan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets away with saying stuff. Dude. <laughs> Wait, my, uh, what did he call it? My, uh, my, I can't remember what it was. No, you ain't going to try saying it. very yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. yeah. You just said my, and I knew enough to say, uh, Listen, Theo Bond has, out. like, he's gotten to the point that we all uh, aspire to where you're uncancelable. Like, 100%. Canadians are mostly uncancelable. Oh, no, he's from Nicaragua. Yeah. That, that's what it is. There, yeah, there Yeah, you're goes. the one that told me, but I'm not going to, people can use their imagination. Yeah, 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 but yeah, he yeah. He's a legend, though. Absolute uh, legend. I got one more thing to say about Theo Vaughn is, uh, if you guys ever see Caleb Presley, uh, so YouTube. Yeah, saying, if funny is Have you seen those two what? together? Okay, so Caleb Presley does these five-minute interviews for Barstool. He's a former college athlete turned Barstool uh, presenter. You saw Jack's reaction. For people that are listening, like Jack's reaction, just hearing the name, which is like. It's so good. Just, he's so Have you funny. seen him and Theo Vaughn together? Yes, though? it is it's one of the, the greatest five minutes ever. And somebody wrote in the comments. Oh, no, there was a that... whole podcast. Sorry, there's a whole oh, yeah, podcast. Oh yeah, right. On so Theo Presley pod. went on Theo's pod, but when when uh, uh, Theo Vaughn went on Caleb's five minute interview, which is like thirty minutes, but they cut it. Like the editing on that is just so good. But somebody wrote like, Theo Vaughn's actually not a very funny comedian, but then he goes comma. Everything he says is hilarious stuff. Like the way he yeah. says it, just like it's his the best. his cadence, just like how late. It's like. Uh, <laughs> It's those thoughts you have in the back of your head, and then they just come out. He just says yeah, exactly he's what he's incredible. thinking. Anyway, that's the my best. content recommendation for the week. Let's get there into Glossary. All right, what so let's about? let people know what we're talking about. Obviously, Twitter rebranding to X, X.com, the history there, what's, what we think about it. Jack had a proposal, an open proposal to Elon Musk and team on Twitter that we can, well, on X, uh, that we can, uh, it's going to take a little time to get used to that. Uh, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of the approach. Then we're going to talk about Oppenheimer versus Barbie box office smash. And then if we get time, we'll talk about favorite Christopher Nolan films. Uh, but boys, only one place to start. Oh, wait, wait. Also, we're going to Go throw on. some Mbappé, Mbappé. Messi, Messi Mbappé. Yeah, let's see if we 
if we yeah, get to that because we'll it was a fairy there. tale weekend there. But yeah, let's let's uh let's start with Twitter rebranding to X. I think we really just want to let Jack cook on this because Jack, you're the resident brand expert. Um, so let, let's just paint a picture. Maybe Trung, you want to say what has happened, and then we can get Jack cooking on yeah, what, we'll what it is. Yeah, we'll do TLDR. So Elon Musk acquired uh, Twitter. Obviously, uh, closed a deal last October. It was an acrimonious process between Twitter and Elon. Um, he's been hinting since the acquisition. Uh, that he would rename the company to X. He, in the Elon Musk cinematic universe, like X.com is a very prominent storyline. He, uh, funny enough, like this is how far the story goes back. So Jimmy Sony wrote a book about PayPal. I forgot what it's called. I think called The Founders. Uh, do, you, do you know, did you interview him about it? You didn't no. Uh, anyways, the story about PayPal was that, so Elon was obsessed with X.com, the URL. And I think at that time there's like that land grab. We we had a we had a famous uh uh URL land grabber here about a year ago. His name is Michael Saylor, if you guys remember. <laughs> Mr. Sil in a previous universe. Sugarcube.com, he owns uh, for sure. Sugarcubetesla.com. <laughs> Rafa, please, please do that uh nostalgia throwback. It's like, you know, if you invent a fusion reactor that can run a Tesla on a sugar cube for a hundred years, <laughs> and you ask me whether I would buy that instead of the Tesla, all other things being equal, I think I like the car with the fusion motor or the atomic overthruster. So Elon, uh, after selling uh, his first company, invested and created a company called X.com to get the URL. This is how crazy it is. He exchanged cash and 4% equity in his business to get the URL. That's how much he wanted X.com. X.com was a, a payment firm. It merged with Peter Thiel's Confinity to create PayPal. TLDR, uh, Elon eventually was kind of pushed out as CEO. and uh, uh, But after eBay acquired PayPal for, I believe, $1.8 in 2002 is when it closed, he walked away with $180 million. Fast forward 22 years, uh, he did a space company and a car company. We don't have to talk about which companies those are, but X.com, he lost it, then reclaimed it in 2017. I believe the number somebody pulled was he paid 10 to $20 million for X.com. So Incredible. guys, we have to talk about this because one of the biggest running jokes around this is that everyone squats on domain names, right? And they're like, he finally acted on it. It's like the most expensive acting on domain names. But what else did what domain do you have right now that you're squatting on will you one day put into a business? What are you sitting on oh, right I now? Oh, I don't know about in a business, but I think I've got like trackinginvestments.com, <laughs> Quota, or something like that. Uh, I have another I... one that is not mine, but if anyone is in the domain game and wants fundamentalist.com, very close. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a one word, real word. That's the that, that sounds pretty needy. You got to make sure you sell that to the right person. You know what you I mean? You got to make sure that you have a cloud player on that because the DDoS on that will be crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's it. Jack, yeah, do yeah. you have any good domains that you want to tell us about? I got shit loads, boys. Um, okay, so what are, yeah, so what are one? Like, I mean, you you had business on Twitter, for God's sake, and then you got. No, value, add value. value. Oh, add value, okay. So if Elon, if you're listening, please reconsider the banning of that account. I'm trying to get that back. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? What you I have yeah. value dot at, which okay. is a, a, nice, a decent one. Uh, what else do I have? I got basically every extension of VV. So VV dot with some pretty 
out there extensions. X, 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 do you have VV.XXX? That's actually kind of cool. VV.XYZ. Just in case you go OnlyFans one day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Jack.Art. That was expensive. Oh, that's a good one. I got a few NIA domains. Back in the day, I got NIA. Dot, I can't remember what, just e- all of the dot of them, ETH, yeah. dot BTC. We really need I to get Jack- the dot BTCs going because that was the whole episode <laughs> we did. We're, me and Jack both got a bunch of those just in case that ever pops oh, up. Oh, yeah, I remember that. We had some oh, incredible mate. ones. Oh, my God. I know this is a bit of a sidebar, but I think Jack.Art is going gonna, is gonna to slit. Yeah, I mm. think that one I might be worth something owned, already. Uh, I once owned up and uh, up into the right.com. Mm, so, Adventureattention.com. Venture venture attention. Venture attention dot com. Vv dot mba. Ooh. I've got uh yeah, they're a little niche. Nothing okay, so like enough. mass Front market. Excited by the mba one there. I saw that. Uh, so that nothing look. like uh, I know I'm like Ooh, nothing like alarm dot com or anything would, like that. It would no, be no, like no. trung dot mba. That would be worth something as well because that that's would be a running something. joke. But let's get let no, they, these are all great names. Let's get to the Elon X dot com so, yeah, discussion so though, boys, because. Yeah. Payments firm, and uh, he's been talking about it. he wants X.com now in the year 2023 versus in the year 1999. He wants to be the everything app, right? Exactly. And uh, he wants it to be like WeChat in China. Uh, yeah. And obviously, as many people know or may not know, uh, WeChat is a uh, is like basically the equivalent of WhatsApp, Twitter, uh, Uber, PayPal, Venmo, Venmo yeah. all into one app. Yeah. And obviously, in China, that's very different because a China banned every other competitor from the West. So there is a space for one uh, app just to take everything. And also at the time uh, in China, the way you reach out grew, there's so many path dependent things like the, the, the context. It's like the internet wasn't very good in China in like the early 2010s, right? So it's like, if you could have one company, which is like really good uh, performance on their app, they can win everything. So obviously those factors aren't really here for the x.com everything app vision uh but below if you could read uh i don't know if you have that up what uh, what elon why he wanted to change the name he actually responded to john ehrlichman with a whole rationale people may or may not agree with it but uh, i believe that this is what his uh why he said that he's changing the name this is the one where it says twitter was acquired by x corp this one yeah yeah, Twitter was acquired by X Corp both to ensure freedom of speech and accelerant for X, the everything app. This is not simply a company renaming itself, but doing the same thing. The, the Twitter name made sense when it was just 140 character messages going back and forth, flat birds, tweet, uh, birds tweeting. But now you can post almost anything, including several hours of video. In the months to come, we will add comprehensive communications and the ability to conduct your entire financial world. The Twitter name does not make sense in that context, so we must add bid ad, adio to the bird um so let but me j- go on go ahead go ahead below. i was gonna uh, no go on i was gonna ask jack about that but go on yeah i was gonna ask i was gonna add two things jack dorsey actually responded to the name change he said uh um ralph had to put up a tweet he's like i was actually interested uh, in his response i thought he was gonna be quite pissed because he's been he's been open he's been vocal uh when he wasn't happy with what uh some of the things that elon did but he said that he didn't think the Twitter name was actually as important moving forward if the vision was to create something more than the app. He said all that mattered was the utility. But this is where I wanted to ask Jack. I think Bilal had the same question. Jack, how do you feel about everything that was said? And could you address Jack Dorsey's uh, tweet where he said, I think the utility is more important than the name here. Does the Twitter name 
have baggage where it is shuttable. I think so. I also think there's like um, the narrative upside of something new is this guy's pretty good at that too. Right? Like what was Tesla when it was a single, what was it? Uh, Lotus that they like put a battery in basically, right? It's like the idea of declaring this massive vision for the thing, even if the starting point is completely abstract from that which also i think gets you i know it buys you it buys you room to improve the thing too right in the minds of the people that are watching the growth of this thing the people who do believe in it the departure from like people have a definition of what twitter is and what twitter does and what to expect so in a way then the name change at that level in theory, allows people to consider different possibilities for what they would use it for, like the language used in that tweet that he responded with, right? Like the interesting thing about Facebook trying to make money, like make a currency. Do you remember that? What was that? Libra or something that they were yeah, messing Libra. around with yeah. a few years ago? Like doing that under the Facebook brand is kind of dead on arrival for that reason versus this is going to be a feature basically within this bigger network of products i imagine it's going to face a lot of the same challenges but in my mind it's, it's way more of a like it creates so much more room for the thing to grow in every different direction as opposed to it being criticized as you know twitter not being suitable for doing x y or z because it isn't like the the way you the way i think you get new people or new behaviors to happen is to reconfigure that in some way, right? It, it's almost uh, easier to get people to accept a different set of features under a new name than it is to get them to change their behavior on this thing that- On the existing one. Yeah, it's just the, like he, I think he said, the 140 character thought at a time going out, tweet, and, and a lot of the like legacy blue check commentary on this rollout is like, you never change a brand where you become a verb. You know, this is like the, the the marketing consultant that's never made a brand that got turned into a verb, but is like retroactively applying that rule. And uh, yes, it's incredibly ballsy move, but what do you expect? Like this guy's not buying Twitter, I don't think, to keep maintaining Twitter. It's like there's obviously a vision bigger than that that involves um, a bunch of other stuff being built. So... Yeah, my mind is, and also masterfully playing the attention game. I'm sure you guys have seen the the tweets like, "Hey, I'm so outraged by this platform that I'm leaving. If you want to find me, I'll be here in ten. I'm still here." <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, the the revealed preferences thing. Yeah, it's it, people. And the other thing that uh, she Jack, I've seen that tweet so many times. I laugh every time. It's hilarious, right? I hate this platform so much. I'll be tweeting about how much I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like the thing I wanted to say, and that has been brought up too, is like people keep saying it's testing. Like Threads is test. People like when Threads was launched by Zuck and Meta, it's like if if Twitter survives Threads, it's like this network is in. It's like we'll laugh forever, right? This network effect. This is similar, right? Is you're talking about. Threads two or three weeks ago, and then they're getting rid of the Twitter name. If Twitter survives both of these in like a month from now, and I can tell you, my level of addiction has not changed no, one no, no. iota. I mean, it's, it's crazy that people would yeah. even think it would. Like, it, it's not. 
it hasn't changed. Yeah, it's it like changing the, the brand name of cigarette you smoke. Yeah. Oh, you dude, it's, this is a great <laughs> analogy. Again, this is actually a great point, which has happened a lot, right, in the cigarette game. But I think people are misattributing how psychologically ill the people that are addicted to Twitter are. Like, I feel well, like Bilal, here. Actually, I'd like to ask Bilal about this. Yeah. Bilal is not as online as me and Jack or on Twitter. I'm I'm definitely I know I probably read it as much. Well, maybe not as much, but I'm on it all day as well, to be honest. I, I okay, just don't post are. anymore. Yeah, I, okay, I, okay. but I have a limit of fifteen minutes for every single social app. And then I extend it. So I'm like, But do you ever a, do you but you do you keep on no, extending it? No, I extend it every day, but oh, it yeah, just so stops me addicted. from being on for six hours. Yeah. Okay, but, okay. I, but but Twitter I find myself less addicted to but i still go on it every day for sure like probably an hour most days half an hour okay. to an hour. but I, i've so, limited it versus like a few years ago i was on it for like five hours or some stupid so you shit. literally do not care what it's called as long as it's serving you no i mean memes no, and analysis yeah. i don't really care about the name i think there's a really interesting discussion i think everything jack said there is completely right like the based on the context that elon said that he wants to be more everything app we know that vision and to be fair as well the negative connotation that twitter has with a lot of people this chart gives you a chance to go in a different direction say we're no longer that old thing that you thought about right and just really quickly this is something trung had shared in our group chat companies that also changed their names amazon from kadabra best buy from south music ebay auction web facebook meta google from backrub and then later alphabet uh, instagram bourbon the list goes on, right? So there's been plenty of people have changed their names before. I will say this feels a little bit different to Instagram changing their name, you know, before it was hitting scale, right? Like this is this is legacy. This has got hundreds of millions of people already use it and a billion people have tried it. And it's like Jack said, there is something to that argument around like there is a verb here. P people attach some value in that. I know you were saying that you were criticizing that take, but there is, that's kind of the first like uh, the most obvious thing you would say it's same when hbo changed their name to max or whatever everyone was like why would you take that's away a that's like a legitimately fucking crazy idea yeah yeah there's yeah. a, pre no, hold on a second. the connotation I, of I came hbo around is to it, premium yeah go on, go on go on no but did i not did i never say i, I came, came I around think to so, the name no. change no i granted the the context is this all of it is idiotic from the top like uh they're making a lot of mistakes right however this is the problem they need a, they need a streaming service that has shit on it, like reality shows and and uh, oh, what, okay. what's the shit? They need to differentiate the premium stuff. The reality is this: ninety yeah. percent of stuff that's consumed on television, which is what streaming is trying to replace, it's is shit. shit. It's <laughs> fucking shit, dude. I mean, and they'll tell you this, right? It's not nobody's watching the wire while they're cooking, right? Like you don't throw the wire on or Sopranos like gonna prepare dinner, gonna put the wire yeah, in the back. Yeah, you're watching Love is Blind. Yeah, exactly. you're watching yeah, Love yeah. is Blind, you're watching like Home Builders. The Bachelor, but, whatever people So this was the argument. It was actually, but and mind you, this is an argument after had made so many mistakes. So I'm, I'm saying this because, I'll be honest, my knee-jerk reaction to the renamed X is like, I don't think, I think you, that that's a powerful brand. But I already walked my way around to the HBO Max thing and, and not even justify the thing. They walked themselves into a corner. They're like, they have to compete with Netflix. They have this premium brand 
that a lot of people actually don't want to subscribe to, right? And like, think of it as like a complete like luxury yeah, or like exactly. I'll just buy the DVD set of the two things that I like or rent it off Prime. Yeah, or whatever the fuck. it's the only yeah. way to save them with like they have to save this name, right? So wow, they're victim of your own success. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Th that's literally what it is. It's like they went. And then this isn't, this is basically, I justified mm. that move, but they made so many mistakes coming up to it that they kind of had to do this move, which is not good, right? But they had to do it. Uh, so, uh, Trump, I was what just you think? Do oh, an analogy on, here. Uh, uh, I'm just going to make double check, do a little fact check in here first. Uh, Mind you, I did a very Jamie viral meme like trolling yeah. HBO Max for it, right? Like my gut reaction, like, this is such a bad idea. But think about the large majority of people in America. That have never consumed The Wire Sopranos. That's not what they're interested. They don't care about Succession. They want bullshit to watch. I I watch bullshit, right? Like I really like some bad stuff on TV. It's like you're not gonna go. Oh, maybe I'll subscribe to HBO Max for like background noise while I'm cooking. Mac, on the other hand, I get once the kid be that. I got my analogy, saying, boys. Go on, go on, Jack. Well, we'll come back to us. Volkswagen then. Group. Okay. Owns Bentley, Lamborghini, Bugatti. There we go. There we go. Continue. Oh, we haven't even talked about this, Blau. Let's <laughs> about... Well, here's a here's the closest analogy, right? Blau worked at Google. We have to mention once a week. Formerly employed by Google, when they changed their name to Alphabet, but they changed it to a holding company. So I think the reality of what's going to happen in Twitter next. Same with is Meta, that... right? Meta yeah, is also Meta. similar. Yeah. It's like people are just going to call. People are still going to refer to it as Twitter and tweeting, uh, even though Elon will. I think the users, a lot of them will. And uh, I think that's, yeah. but I will say that's slightly different to Alphabet and Meta, where Meta and Alphabet did that because they outgrew their core service, like Google people. And that to me made a lot of sense in terms of, I still didn't love it because I've also thought Google was like one of the most powerful brands in the world. Everyone knows it. And, but from their point of view, they said, we're going to create so many businesses we already have that it's going to be like one of every letter of the alphabet, right? Twitter, I guess, is saying that in a similar way of everything app X. That's where there's a, a similarity there. But they haven't done that yet. So I guess right. it's just an order thing. It's like Google and Facebook did it after creating seven or 10 products that have a billion users. And now and X or Twitter is going to say, well, we're going in that direction. So we're going to create that. For the everything app, I think X is an incredible name. I think that's actually super cool. Oh, but yeah. But, like X at, this or like yeah yeah it's like X infinity or... everything right but, but at the same time i do think there's a valid argument to be made of you bought this ip you bought this recognition and you're losing a part of that like even in the hbo example i get what you're saying and i think you can make an argument either way but you're also looking at that landscape like how do you differentiate so hbo was differentiated as you have this brand of like you make good shit so even if you're not watching The Wire and Sopranos, you know, generally speaking, the quality of the stuff is higher. So, I, But I get your point. If they're expanding that catalog and it's now got a bunch of shit in it, it's, they don't want to devalue HBO brand with 90 Day Fiancé, whatever right? it is. I agree with you. Yeah. Like, it's not like, if you look at, like, as a business case study, like, oh my God, they, they walked themselves into this yeah. awful decision they had to make. Yeah. But based on where they had got to, so what I love about Jackson, I never even thought, really thought about it. It's like, it's a full reset. And uh, so Jack, uh, what Jack talked about actually reminded me of, uh, so every, uh, 
every uh, the newsletter uh, the, the group of newsletter writers you know so Dan I thought Shu, you were saying yeah, everything they, they, as every you were like no, shortening it well, you, got, you guys know every.com they, they, yeah, they got yeah. great writing there so like Evan Armstrong uh, Dan Shipper Nathan Vasquez but uh, TLDR is that they recently interviewed uh, the former the head of teen teenagers like Meta used to have like a person that ran the teenager group at, uh, at the company I guess it was Facebook at the time and they interviewed him. He's the one that had convinced Zuckerberg to put stories into Instagram. And he actually had a very uh, interesting concept I wanted to bring up. And it sounds similar to what Jack said. But he said, Threads actually isn't about Twitter. It's about Instagram. The, the network of Instagram is getting stale. It's like the influencers are winning now. Most people are, are really just consuming because the bar to post videos, especially because they're moving real style, and even photo is quite high, right? Writing is actually much easier and pure way for anybody to create content. And what you do in that type of situation is you quote unquote reset the social network. That's basically what stories did. It changed the, the, the Instagram social network, changed who you want to follow because of who's good at putting stories up and changed who actually was a creator because now stories is a new medium. He's like, Threads is like a reset on Instagram because it is getting stale. The social network is getting stale. I don't know if it's getting stale on Twitter, but I can see where resetting things has value. Um, Definitely. So, I, I mean, listen, Twitter is freaking, is, we talk about it all the time. Like, and Jax, I would, Jax I would, said this. Go ahead, Jax. I would also say, like, he is in a unique position because of his ability to, like, if it was some, like, holding company that bought, Twitter and wanted to rebrand it the next day. It's like, yeah. that's the fucking most idiotic thing you could do. But you have to think about even his distribution alone and the willingness to write about every decision he makes, good or bad, is you're operating from a completely different circumstance than just evaluating a name change of a brand, like a faceless brand, you know? And it's almost, maybe there is some comparison there to like, the stuff we talked about with Mr. Beast, where you the the personality is at such scale and the distribution that comes with that, that some of the arguments just don't make sense to me. Where it's like people are not going to know that Twitter changed to X. It's like literally you're out there educating everybody about this. Like you're so pissed off or so like riled up by this fact that you're making sure that nobody can miss this transition, and there isn't like. In my mind, nobody's that confused. Like, yeah, Twitter.com is going to redirect there for anybody that didn't see the thing. And then you go on there one time, you're like, oh, it changed. The network Which, effect endures yeah. and people fucking keep doing what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just what? obviously a massive incentive to hop on the bandwagon of this is a terrible idea. I'm a fucking, you know, brand expert and network student of network effects over 15 years. I don't, yeah, I don't buy it. Well, Jack, Jack, I think that's a really good point because I think if you, the example we talked about Facebook and Google changing their names, it, the actual similarity would be Facebook, the the social network, or Instagram, the social network, or Google, the search engine changing their actual name. And you <laughs> went to google.com and it now said backrub.com or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or alphabet.com. It literally wouldn't make a difference. I would it just would, be like, that, no, no, you're right. But now, if you ask a person on the street what search engine do you use, they're going to say Google. They're not going to say, yeah. I use alphabet search engine, right? Uh -huh. And the same with if you ask a 65 year old, what's your favorite um, social network? They're going to say Facebook or Instagram or whatever they're using. 
So I think that's that's a slight difference where those ones were motivated more, in my opinion, more on a corporate side, where it's like Wall Street is talking about Alphabet. They're growing into these things. Facebook is now growing into the metaverse. That was their focus, right? Like uh, Square did it with uh, whatever it's called now. What's it called, man? What's what's Square called again? Trunk? Uh, uh, block. Uh, block. Block, block, exactly. So theirs was, but they're, they're not, it, when you go to pay for something, I'm pretty sure it still says like a square, you know, card thing, right? Mm -hmm. So the difference here is this is the consumer facing brand changing, which is actually backs up all the things you were saying about refreshing the, the uh, making people more open to something new when there's money yeah. features added in bank account, you know, whatever else is coming in there in the everything app that actually makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, the comparison with the others is actually quite different. It's more about consumer facing versus um, and is like it, just business. Isn't it, aren't there parallels with like how the Tesla narrative evolves where it's like, yeah, these are going to be self-driving cars. You're going to be able to rent out your Tesla. The, the ability to do that and the condition for that to be possible is not here yet, but the, that narrative has bolstered support from like technology, like the technology narrative is so strong now that if you said, Hey, we're going to add a tipping feature to Twitter, it's very different than we're going to rebrand to a everything network that includes messaging, financial transactions, media, blah, 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 blah. So I feel like that's part of the strategy too, yeah. is expand it so that like it can hold this much, much bigger narrative. And I'm sure there's um, raising money or taking it public or whatever the longer term goal is, is like you have to, like twi the Twitter narrative is basically, for, as in terms of exponential growth, seems to be extremely- It's dead. Dead, yeah. Dude, I love what you just said because I'll tell you right now, if he took this company, if he took X public tomorrow, I think he could get the same insane Tesla hype around. Right. It. Whereas Twitter, Twitter was a flat. Mm, yeah, that's petty. a great point. So like, whatever people think, right, is like, here's a, if Elon took X public in the next six months, this thing will rip and it yeah. will have absolute backers. Yeah. And like, maybe, honestly, now that you mentioned, that might be the play now, right? Yeah, that's yeah. not, it's that's like, a good Kathy point. Wood coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, listen, you can be cynical about that, but I'm saying like, no, it's, I'm, no, I'm that's serious about it. I'm very serious. serious. He's based on future growth. Razor. Yeah. Potential, he's, yeah. a, he's the greatest raiser of capital in the history of mankind. No one has raised more capital than Elon Musk. X.com or X, this everything app, can go out and raise infinite capital. Yeah, exactly. Dude, there, that's the move. Okay, Dallin, you walked me into it. I was like, I was like, uh, like lukewarm on the change. It wasn't like, I was like, fine. I wasn't like losing my mind over it. But now it's just like, it's so obvious what's going to happen. How much value can you create? Yeah. As much as you like. Yeah. How much value amount. is that? Yeah, how much yeah. value is that? That's yeah. it. <laughs> Exponential. Fill on X. Yo, can I ask, Tr Trung, I want to ask you in a second about uh, Elon's history of buying companies as well in a second. But before we do that, just want to ask, what are the tweet? The tweets are going to be called X's. Is that what it is? Well, my uh, my boy. Uh, I think this is speculation. Work, isn't it? He, yeah, he uh, tweeted. Uh, did you guys see that one? He said a uh, tweet will be called a seat. X E E T. Went super viral, but got uh, got community noted real hard. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that was sold. Enough. I'm like, man, that was a good one, dude. Yeah, Elon says it'll be called X's. Uh, How does that? Do you feel? No, Jack. Objectively speaking, both of you. Like, does that roll off the tongue like tweet? Let's be honest. Like. Oh, I no, put tweet's an X. incredible word. Tweet, tweet's There's an incredible word. Yeah, not right now. 
not it now, right? It doesn't at the moment, right? I, it might change. I think language-wise, you might even, like, it will change the way people talk about yeah. that stuff too, right? It's Yo, not... send me the X. Man, can yeah. you imagine if they own that letter? Like, I'm just saying, like, let, let's, okay, we all know what the bear case is. Because every, every freaking uh, galaxy brain media head is already talking about the bear case is. Or it was a bull case. X. They, they own one of the 26 right. letters of the alphabet. Right. That's very right. Michael Saylor again. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he owned a bunch of letters. Yeah, he owned a bunch of letters and uh, and then SpaceX, Model X. Um, I, anyways, I generally, if I was if you were starting a company from scratch, if you said X.com or Twitter.com, I would always say, oh, X is an incredible name. But yeah, so I, I think it's a really good discussion. One quick question I had for you, Trung, probably, and maybe Jack, you know about this too. Do you know much about the history of Elon buying companies and then rebranding them or you know, changing the vision. So obviously there's Tesla, SpaceX. What, what the Tesla was an acquisition, no? Like by really no, small, so he, it was like he early was, Yeah, he was, uh, they hadn't produced a car before his investment, like Jack said. It was like a Lotus with a battery in it. They'd never gone to production. But it was an uh, existing it, company, a tiny, tiny It was an existing company. company. It was like, yeah. they're on the, they were on the brink of bankruptcy. He, I think he pumped 30 mil into them. And I mean, they never created a single car until Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay? manufactured uh so he uh i mean there's it's quite acrimonious but i mean he's basically a founder of tesla even though he uh, and what, about, what about spacex was that from scratch or founder, was that also yeah, something that's from scratch uh, uh spacex is from scratch uh what X. about the old paypal yeah x.com what was X. that com was from scratch uh and uh his very first company which keeps slipping my mind uh was also from scratch with his brother oh, it was cool. like an early form of google maps kimball and, is it kimball's brother yeah him and him, Kimball created, what was it? Ledge, name? okay. Zip 2, right? The 2 in the middle yeah, of Zip it. Two, Zip two. Zip 2, yeah. Zip 2. What was that again? Do you, do you remember? I remember. It was like an early just... Google Maps classified type of business. Got it, got it. Sold to Compact for like 270 mil. Because there's an Isaacson book coming out on Elon too, right? I think because oh, yeah, I read the cool. old one, which was really cool. Actually, Ben. I'd see the Isaacson one because Walter Isaacson does not play around with, with oh, uh, biographies. He's, he's the king of that. Um, but uh, the last question I had for you guys was: Are there other brands that have that come to mind where you think about the rebrands that went in a positive direction, like like this? Like, because Jack, you just mentioned, uh, was it Fiat or Volkswagen? Which one was the holding company? VW well, Group. Isn't it? VW Group, and that was a great example of like the brand. You don't think of VW as a of a luxury car, but all the other ones were luxury, obviously. Are there other ones where you've seen where we can look back and say they changed their name and it made sense then it actually worked out? Nike. Nike yeah. was Blue Ribbon Sports. I yeah, think that's something Blah brought one. up is true though. Like, a lot of these happened so early in the... Yeah. I get it's all relative, right? Yeah. Like, Visa and MasterCard were... I think it's known as Bank of America card for Visa and MasterCard or MasterCard. is like... Uh, I remember that relative to a lot of companies we're talking about like t- Twitter's... 15 years old. Like, I'd have to look when these name changes happen. But, uh, dude, it's like, it's a network effect final boss, man. Like, that that addiction it has on your brain, like, we'll, we'll see. Um, but uh, fair. what I w- do want to say is we never let Jack really cook on the logo. Yeah, I was going to say, Jack? Jack, do you want to bring up your tweet thread? Because this was a the permissionless apprentice yeah, in action. Sunday. Uh, Saturday night, uh, Sunday morning, Elon basically said uh, X is going away. And uh, something that's been brought up by a lot of people is that he does all these wild Twitter changes or these big Twitter changes over the weekend because he's working for real jobs during the week. Right? You, you may not remember, like, 
his bread is butter by Tesla and SpaceX. Like, no, that's where his $230 billion fortune comes from, right? The Twitter really was and always it's has a, been. It's a weekend project, a basically. Weekend project, basically, for Elon. <laughs> so some right? people start newsletters, other people buy yeah. Twitter uh, as uh, a Twitter. company, yeah. So, um, Jack, you got that, or do you want to mm -hmm, share the screen? Mm -hmm. or? Yeah. You see it? Yeah, so uh, Elon was taking uh, pitches for uh, for logos. So the one that came out now, you'll see, Jack, can you uh, can you put the cursor up to the uh, Twitter logo? Uh, it's in the top. Yeah, so now it's X for the listeners. Uh, uh, it turns out that's like an existing Unicode. So it's not even like a... Well, Jack, talk through what the logo is, what you propose, and how do you feel about the current logo? So my proposal is like, it's like somewhat satirical, right? It's like taking the blue check mark, which was obviously a massive part of this narrative and the takeover and the feathers that have been ruffled in purchasing Twitter and then switching out the check for an X in the, and, and given our conversation, this doesn't make as much sense. It's a direct, like, it's a direct evolution of like the messaging platform and the status of the individual, blah, blah, blah. They went with this Unicode. I don't even know if I've been able to trace who came up with this thing, but it's like he did mention they wanted some Art Deco-themed typography or an Art Deco-type look, and this has the, like, the differing uh, weight strokes on the, on the two lines. Incredibly simple. And I don't, honestly, like, part of what's been inspiring about watching this is, like, not paying too much He's like, yeah, we're going to put this up and this is an unrefined version and we'll keep working on it, right? And that's, I guess, the beauty of like, you don't rely on that stuff as, as much as you rely on the shortness of the, the X, right? You could basically put any X up there and like yeah. to think that, if anything, like putting a haphazard rushed logo up there and it carrying on business as usual is a great, testament to the fact that this shit doesn't really matter like at that's at that size that scale that enduring network effect so yeah th my suggestion was based obviously on the work that i've been doing all year with the check stuff inverting that playing with this idea of status and then put like a little collage together of all of that's the really portfolio cool. companies and that that like keeps a little bit of the visual equity of twitter right if you were more concerned about that yeah and this thing was going to be more of a communication messaging thing first and foremost then i could probably i would pitch that but if that's not the case then i just i whacked a few others out so also um your infinity one was cool so this idea is actually something that i discovered after the check stuff is the the kind of scallop edge on the check mark is four infinity symbols rotated perfectly and then the oh. middle of that is an x and that's like the conversation we were just having about infinite applications of this thing. It's, there's, you know, there's an interesting contrast in that. So this was another, that was another submission is throwing yeah. that in oh, there. And I, quick, did you do these that was sick. Actually, dude, you know what, man? I was looking at, well, two things I want to point out. Uh, first of all, when Jack was showing that tweet, it literally said tweet pointing at the X. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like the role. Dude, that's a great point, Bob. But like, it was so like, it felt so haphazardly done ask somebody for a logo, but it actually kind of also is like, listen, this is not what's truly important. Right, here. right. What and everybody, really yeah, the mid-curve obsession with that shit is, is funny. Like, 
you you think you're going to just like you think that's destruction of value but it's and network it is it's just not even close how powerful this network effect is it is actually remarkable well and i think we've had the threads thing be an example of that right just to really highlight the features of this thing are not irrelevant but you know the the value of the network is just orders of magnitude more important than being able to clone the product like there is i think you uh tweeted this at one point you remember the sailor apple video yeah and it like you're extrapolating forget about the hardware forget about all of that stuff just think about the value of the network of people that that there's a massive switching cost to leaving apple and even the people that went from twitter to Instagram on the day of that, or thread, sorry, on the day of that change, did not experience that network effect on threads. Maybe the numbers showed that you're experiencing network effect, but you did not have the same experience. Like that, it just felt like this corporate, sterile, like completely different digital environment than Twitter, even though all of the features are the same. Kind of like a, if you extrapolate that to a physical place, it's like a synthetic version of something that you, you know, spend all your time in a certain place and then someone makes a clone of it full of different people and everything kind of looks sort of the same, but not just, I don't know, it's, it's not replicating the, the things that are valuable about that network and changing a logo on a whim and usage probably going up is just proof that that like, it's not as deep as you, as people think. And, and what we're talking about with just being backed in a corner, like you have to take big risks and make huge swings in different yeah. directions to like, it, what is Twitter, like on paper, isn't it worth half of what you paid for it at this point? So it's Probably like you have third, to change yeah. the narrative. Yeah, you have to aggressively change the narrative. And the beauty of this, I guess, is with every change comes a huge amount of attention of people either criticizing it or supporting it or... Yeah, there was like a little niche of design Twitter. Like, why are people doing logo designs for free for this thing? You know, it's like, yeah, getting a half a million impressions on your work for like a 15 minute concept you did in Figma, that's not free, right? That's like, there's a very real yeah, trade off that's valuable for you as a, yeah, anyway, because that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. But no, that's fun a to great watch. point. That's great. Right. It's sick that you put that together, obviously, so quickly with a lot of thought. I also think, like you said, if the brief was we want to not have anything to do with the old Twitter, you would have had a completely different yeah. frame mm -hmm. of reference to to do that from. But And I also agree. It's like the cool thing that he's doing, like you said, like putting it out and saying, oh, it's not even fully, you know, the resolution is not fully there, whatever, like we're going to adjust this. That's kind of cool in a way, like that there's a massive network where he's equivalent of think boy uh, working in public, you know, well, like you know, what yeah. the phrase was. You know what's interesting about that that kind of stuff is like it's fascinating that people don't know that that's how things work either right like you try shit and if it goes wrong you reverse it or you change it and the fact that it's so normalized that all of that like all of this process should be done in silent and then shipped and most of this stuff fails just because nobody's looking at it right people there are tens of millions of creative endeavors happening every day that have no resonance or fail or whatever else. 
it's actually, in my mind, a very, it will change a lot of people's minds about how to work and how to, like, when their stakes, like, these stakes are not particularly high, you know? Like, if you're launching hardware into space, you have to do your, do your math, right? You have to get get that figured out yeah you're not like putting out stuff half highly there that's the, you're not yeah, taking maybe, you're not taking user mock-ups and maybe that's cut pie of it too like it feels less like it is uh i don't know somebody exposed to those types of problems maybe sees this as more of a malleable lower stakes like let's run like bigger wilder experiments because you know you're changing the logo on a website right it's not like it seems crazy for people because this thing's been around for 15 years but i guess in the context of some of the other stuff not that nuts and yeah and if you're i guess it's relative risk too for somebody working a corporate job that is you know a let's say marketing consultant that has an opinion on why twitter has brand equity they're not in a position where they're trying to like they're trying to protect their downside at all times you know this is a, like nobody got fired for hiring ibm it's like let's do the risk averse like there's an example from the harvard business school that says that this works so let's do that versus you know this is a hail mary five percent of my net worth on this like experiment that i want to run and i'm going to treat it totally differently than like i just love watching it and to see that entire um i know the uniqueness of that go unappreciated is a little bit sad to be honest yeah you, you know you put this a great point like my last thought on this is like kind of jumping on what you're saying is like how different this is right you have to treat it as think about the context of everything else he does and like this thing which you can change overnight this code and uh, have a new logo. Uh, but going back to your original X thought, right? When you're saying, think about all the possibilities. Literally now he's created the possibility that Twitter might come back as a brand. That, you know what I mean? Like, you know, this is a world that I was like, okay, like, can you see this guy, uh, Elon, in three months being like, hey, listen, I'll run a poll. If enough people vote, right, 10 million, right, this right. will bring back Twitter. He's like, yeah. that's just, he's created a new move now, right? That move didn't exist. Yeah. Imagine the hype. And, uh, and the excitement around that. It's like, okay, I've listened to everyone. We're bringing back Twitter. It's like, now that move exists, which would just be hilarious, right? And uh, drive an insane amount of attention. I, I also read, so I have not clued up enough on this, but the idea of this XAI, which we haven't spoken about on the pod yet, right? I don't know if any of you boys watched the, I didn't the listen intro to, the live, to what that yeah. thing is. I need to look at that. But that's also this like, cohesion play between those two things because this is going to be the engine of of Training data, data that what? becomes xai right and chat gpt i mean we also didn't talk about world coin and chat gpt right which is like this you know avengers style arc of like altman musk where you have the the two different approaches to AI platforms and like value exchange in in chat GPT versus X AI. Yeah. And I think that chat GPT has got to be like second place uh, in the 
maybe not maybe i'm maybe i'm overestimating that but like the collective consciousness of technology news like chat gbt is up there right now like yeah. as part of the narrative of of technology and having the platform that all that stuff be is discussed on be directly connected to the competitor that you're building in ai is not a bad thing either does that make sense yeah that no that, i didn't think about that that link between the two that's a good shout to bring well, up well i love the xai thing too jack and this will actually be my final thought on this can now imagine you roll out a year from now that combined entity you're saying oh here's our 20 person super team of ai experts here's the proprietary data set that they have to build generative ai tools and then we got finance uh our boy chris backe with lasky i don't remember the first uh company that twitter acquired under elon yeah. it was lasky for it's a hiring platform Workweek has used it um linkedin competitor i mean you start doing these narratives now this thing goes public in a year crazy <laughs> It, it, you're right. He's like, and it's oh, we yeah, own the data. The, 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 the giga described it. The I giga brain play too <laughs> is you own the data too. Yeah. It's like Chat GPT is all built on stolen data, right? He's bought the only data set that you can legitimately train an AI on and say you own the data that it trained on, and that stuff is real time. Real time. Real time. There and is do you know what? That's a good shot because one of one of the things I heard is, you know, like even on the Google side, like Google and Twitter had for years, like an agreement to be able to use Twitter inside the Google search engine and stuff like that. And there was this real time thing that they added, like while I was there years ago. And I, I, this isn't confirmed, but just something I am pretty sure there was a negotiation happening between when he came in. I'm pretty sure there was a discussion about that. And I'm pretty sure he was kind of blocking it like well he's probably saying he's probably re-evaluating that deal saying this should be worth way more than you're paying or something like that this is me just uh, assuming that no one's told me this in particular <laughs> but that's my um gut feeling on it and that makes a lot of sense like if you're going two three steps ahead and he's like well in the back of my brain i've got this extra ai and the only thing that differentiates ChatGPT, bard etc is the access to the data because the other stuff is open source pretty much like everyone is building a similar sort of uh, model around that. And so the access to the unique data is one of the key ingredients. And so if he's like, well, I'm going to save this for my own AI pleasures, that is actually something I didn't even think about. That is, <laughs> that is mad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it is the, the, the perfect fuel mixture for that thing you're trying to build, right? That's why Suck wants threads. Yeah. He wants text. He, mm. needs, he needs more text. He, he and needs all you're getting text. is Ellen DeGeneres saying hello yeah. on there. What'd you have for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you well, I, I think you guys have made a very compelling case for it. And I, I agree. Like the, the first, to summarize, like the first initial take is always kind of simplistic, which is, oh, there's this old thing. Why are you changing it? Blah, blah, blah. But we spent 35, 40 minutes, whatever it's been. Talking Jack about talked like, to me the anyway. upsides. I gotta say, I was not there. I did not. This yeah. is the beauty of this part of talking about old friends here. Listen, I didn't even think about the going public the, angle. The AI like, thing just, is all, yeah. We're talking about pure hype. If this thing went public tomorrow oh, with XAI, a game with over, the man. Hype, with the hype. How many people wish they AI? bought Tesla at, you know, 30 bucks? Oh, my yeah. goodness, dude. <laughs> well, that, that's it's the a, thing. I, I think that's a good. Legitimately. If Elon does pull this off, 
let's say a year or two from now and he managed to do all those things I mean that that I will you know hats off there's nothing that compares like this is a massive turnaround yeah, yeah and at the moment it's not there to be frank right like it by so early it's not like, but it's all narrative it's not, right people love so narrative, the narrative exactly. Dude, hey, I agree we're, x.com and twitter is an underdog story now it's like underdog in the sense of like wow Elon was destroyed, even in his own words, thirty to thirty-five billion dollars of value. How will Twitter ever come back? The richest man in the world has an underdog play, which is literally this is something he does. Oh, wow, that's funny. Maybe weekends. That's uh, a funny way to put wild, it. Wild, dude. All right, boys, that was great. One, one other go on, go last on, thing on, I was going to say is they're going to do like a little brokerage thing on there too. So you know the like, what's the brokerage thing? Like the Robin Hood. They'll they'll build oh, a Robin like, Hood competitor on there because like financial news and integration of tickers and uh, buy sell. They're actually doing that. Is that confirmed? They will. They will. It's not confirmed, but they will. Yeah, but it makes sense, especially then, if they're like, going to do the other finance. Have that stuff. ready for the IPO, man. Can buy you imagine in, the... in your ex? Oh my god! Can you imagine <laughs> that? In the... Oh my god! That buy is wild. Shares in your... Jack, that, <laughs> that would be the most bullish guy on this. I did not. That expect... is incredible. Jack to be. I'm incredible. I'll be honest with you. I expected Jack to be more um, uh, sanguine Realist. on the chain yeah, 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 because yeah. Jack is Mr. Brandon IP. Yeah. Knows how powerful that stuff is. But uh, this hearing... is a real, a real incredible exception to a lot of the rules because yeah, yeah. of the conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. This individual could probably pull, even try this without being dead at arrival, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, this is still like Blau says. This is still an uphill battle. Yeah. But that's the narrative. That's, that's what battle. value creation is, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautifully put. Great. No, that this conversation went in direction I didn't, I didn't expect, expect in yeah, a good I way. Not which, is the, which is the beauty of a not podcast. We couldn't, not investment advice. Not. We, you, you couldn't <laughs> have done this in a thread boy Twitter thread. Like this needed to be long it form to be off the dome, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, that was good. All right, beautiful. Let's move on, boys. All right, boys, let's talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer of the box office weekend hits well first of all before we go into the numbers did either of you see any of the movies i'm watching Trung, were you dressed in in pink what sort of barbie did you go to watch <laughs> no, the barbie bro, movie I, I i had the uh, uh oppenheimer hat uh the suit uh there we my go. wife dressed up as albert einstein no, I'm did you legit uh, go to watch the film yet no i'm going i'm going on uh i'm going tomorrow uh which is and, wednesday and jack you out. didn't watch it yeah I, I assume right not yet no no blah how about right. you no, not yet, though. I do well, want to see. What was your excuse, dude? Man, you've been. You no, know, my missus was. You should have uh, seen them that. both. Yeah. My, we, we were going to watch. I was going to watch Barbie with the missus, but then she was in uh, the Hamptons with her fr girlfriends and Dumber. they went to watch it. And oh, she told me everyone, she said, one, one, it was great. She loved it. And two, she said people were dressed up. Like, you know, when we oh. talked about what was the other movie, the Minions one? Yeah. Minions. People dress, so she said people were dressing up as a Barbie. Like, you know, that workout Barbie, the night that out Barbie, nice, whatever. That must have been a nice theater to be sitting yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, boys. Yeah, boys. Gone. Sorry, go to the, back to the last topic. The X logo has just changed. Oh, wait, what uh, happened now? Again? It just thickened it up a little bit. Just Let's, see. Let's see. Let's see. You want to see it? Uh, here yeah. you go. Futuristic see, Art Deco. Here you go. This is why people listen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, that. they did make that a little thicker, refinement yeah. going okay, on. Yeah. Here we go. Oh yeah. Okay. Here, oh yeah. You is... even saw. I'm pretty sure there. Unless that was my the buffering. People, here we go. This is what we're talking about. Thick. This is. This is. The, we're all in this narrative journey. If there you're, we go. If you're in this Twitter online world, you're watching. You are watching. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back, Continue. Sorry, boys. I'm breaking no, news. 
Love it. Break. No, go yeah, on. So we're saying Barbie people dressed up. I think they were smashing it there. Oppenheimer, obviously, you know, one of the most anticipated films of the year. But, but do we have the numbers there, uh, Trunk? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw you some numbers. So let me give yeah. you some context. So obviously, we're coming post-COVID. Uh, we talked about Taylor Swift two weeks ago, how uh, the bounce back from COVID, people want the in-real-life experience. However, amidst an actor and writer strike, which we've discussed in the past few months on this show, you know, Hollywood actually isn't doing so hot. Um, the franchises that we've depended on to bring people to the theaters, like, have you guys watched Fast, Indiana Jones, or Mission Impossible? Any of those? All came out this Not summer. the new ones, but yeah. no, no, yeah. at some point, yeah. Yeah, yeah the old ones, obviously, summer. yeah. Uh, Pixar had a movie come out. Relative to the previous installations of these uh, type of uh, films, all are down. 20, 30, 40%. Uh, versus the previous iterations. So Hollywood's not doing so great right now. And and Barbieheimer, uh, you mentioned Minions Below, which is actually, I love that episode that we talked about. Because I'll, I'll tell you something we talked about in that episode. Uh, it was Blau that you brought it up. I don't even remember this. I asked you, is it possible to recreate that meme uh, vibe that happened with Minions? For people who don't remember, uh, there was this whole vibe called Gentle Minions. Young 20-year-olds Young 20-year-olds. That's 20-year-olds going to theaters <laughs> in suits, right? And Mr. Beast caught on to the, uh, uh, the, the meme, wore a suit, got like 300 of his boys to go up to watch a Minions film. But like the whole point is that film crushed it because you gave reason to people to go in person to a live event together instead of doom scrolling on Twitter slash X like we do every day or on TikTok, right? I think, Bilal, you said this, and I'd uh, love for your thoughts on it. To recreate that meme experience, it's, it's almost impossible. What you're doing, actually, is you're throwing 100 darts on the board uh, as a uh, as a marketing team for a film, and you're hitting some, uh, hoping something hits, right? Like, is this probably correct, uh, Bilal? Like, you're just you're shooting darts on the board for marketing, and you're hoping something hits. Jack, too. Like, you're probably in this game. You're doing, like, the equivalent of an activation for a brand you're like, here are 100 ideas. We just hope one thing hits. You can't, you can't make it happen, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So you guys probably been following the Barbie marketing. They've gone out of control. They've done over 100 partnerships. We probably saw the Malibu. The Malibu Airbnb house was really well done. Just have a pink house in Malibu. You could rent an Airbnb. Uh, they've done partnerships with every brand you can imagine. They've done an incredible job. But also, incredible. I was going to say, Trung, even on any media channel, if I go on YouTube... TikTok and you couldn't get away from it. Like there, there was like Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling with a hundred puppies. Like what yeah. on Vogue or something like that. I'm like, what the hell is this? But it's made for mind like, you. you you're every click movie on does that. this though, right? Every movie does this. Like yeah. every movie that of this size spends a hundred million. But the breakthrough here obviously came with Oppenheimer opening on the same day. Like two diametrically opposed movies and themes. And there's actually a very interesting backstory to this. So. Nolan used to make his movies with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers just released Barbie. But uh, Nolan had a falling out with Warner Brothers because they wanted to release films uh, on streaming and in theaters within like a two-week window, if not at the same time. And Nolan is one of our last peer directors, right? He's like, no, no, no. We're not doing that. Like, if we release a Christopher Nolan movie, you're keeping that off of any other platform for months. Oh, you have to go to theaters to watch this. 
especially Oppenheimer, which she filmed in, I think, 70 millimeter IMAX. There aren't that many theaters in the world for it. But the point is this. He had a portfolio with Warner, so it goes to Universal to make Oppenheimer. Warner wants to stick it to Nolan because they know he likes to release a movie mid-July. So they put Barbie on his Oppenheimer day. So, like, Barbie oh, was that's kind incredible. of a studio way that. to stick it to Oppenheimer and stick it to Nolan. But here's the crazy thing. Yeah, apparently, uh, this is coming from uh, no, this is from Matt Bellany at Puck.News. So six million of the eighty million domestic that uh, Oppenheimer made, which was almost double initial initial estimates, was from people that wanted to go see Barbie, but Barbie was sold out and they went to Oppenheimer. So like, oh no way, Warner that's Brothers hilarious. like kind of like pumped yeah. up their boy who they tried to stick it to. But anyways, the numbers are insane. I think uh, combined they did three hundred million, which is the biggest weekend for Hollywood period since uh, uh, Avengers Endgame in twenty nineteen which is a culmination of a decade of marveling. And uh, I just think that my takeaway from all this is, I don't know how replicable this is. This is the reality. I think it's quite dark days in Hollywood uh, with the strikes going on. And even though Barbie Heimer had this blowout weekend, if you look, if you 50,000 foot it, you're talking like these franchises, like Indiana Jones, Fast, Mission. Well, and these Boston, things took Pixar. years to make too, right? Yeah, yeah, it took them years. It's like, they've done it. So like, like, you can't expect Barbieheimer to keep happening, right? So, like, how replicable is this? Like, people trying to pull lessons from it. Um, so, okay, Matt uh, Matt Bellany, which writes Puck on News, uh, uh, Media Insider, he actually has a very interesting uh, 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 podcast, too, called The Town. I highly recommend listening to it. It's short. It's about 30 minutes, a couple times a week. Are you guys familiar with this uh, this other movie that's killing it, which is, like, QAnon adjacent? I know oh, the title. Cool? I love it. I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, you know it. what I'm talking about, right, Jack? Okay, so before I talk about this film, which, which according to Matt Bellany, is actually the larger lesson of the summer, if anything could be taken at all, what do you guys think about what's happening, Barbie Heimer? Are there any lessons here, or is it just like the perfect storm? Perfect storm. It's like it feels to me like those two films basically capture the entirety of people who want to watch films at the cinema. You know, it's like. The spillover that you're describing, and I think the comparisons are interesting too, because kids watch Barbie. So the market for Barbie is probably five times the size of Oppenheimer, right? So yeah, that's when I see the numbers, it's like it's. I mean, that's interesting just in general, right? Where you people don't extrapolate the numbers relative to who can even go and see it, because I'm assuming there's an age restriction on going to see a film about. A nuclear bomb, right? And it's three hours Jeez. long, right? And it's three yeah. hours long. Yeah, they right? can't. They couldn't be different in terms of the types of films they are as well. Well, yeah. Yeah, to and, your point, right? Yeah. Of the three hundred million, I said this weekend, like Barbie's responsible for sixty to seventy of it, right? It's like, like exactly yeah. like Jackson Oppenheimer well, is not the largest part of this pie. But also, I think, like you said, the the spillover thing was one part, but also just th there's an argument to be made to stack more movies should be coupled up together that are, yeah. you know, it's the hard hype, to yeah. plan that, right? Like around that, because I don't think this was planned in the same way. Like if anything, they were trying to do the opposite and crush their boy. Yeah, they're trying to do But it ended up helping, helping both out in a way because now everyone was saying, like, for example, in my relationship, I wasn't really thinking about going to see Barbie, but my missus like, oh yeah, we should go watch it. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. We'll watch that. And then you come watch up and yeah. out with me. And she's like, all right, oh, cool, the trade off. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, we get to watch Love is Blind tonight, but then we're watching Breaking Bad tomorrow <laughs> or whatever. So well, it was you know like, what? yeah, gone. I was just going to say the uh, 
the subject matter uh, contrast also made for basically it's like the perfect meme format, comedy oh my format. God. The which greatest meme format. That's ever. something to that's definitely something to learn. Like even oh, yeah. on a more practical level in the all like the very first stuff I used to do for visualized value was like contrast was like a really powerful device to make a point. And you know the like the meme of the Margot Robbie like grinning out of the car and then you got Matey staring into the camera with the cigarette hanging <laughs> out his mouth. Matey. <laughs> Are I you talking about Ryan Gosling or you no, 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 no. Oppenheimer guy? Oppenheimer Lee. Shelly What's Murphy. his name? Yeah, Shelly yeah. Murphy. Shelly Murphy, yeah. That's oh, yeah, what, that, what he's, incredible he's the guy, guy yeah. from, um, what's the show? Uh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, what a lad. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, and, and that, like, that format just transcended everything, right? It became this meme format that no matter what you care about what you're into what your like in joke in your specific circle of people is you could you could play with that format and that was uh, still going on now right it's just oh it yeah was it's incredible still, there's uh there uh, there's been some good uh you know the screen caps when they pull out uh that one uh when they take the lines from the films and uh, make the memes from them that's a great point that is a good lesson and uh, i'll bring up two points one that i know Bilal will get excited to hear about but the first one is 2008 uh, this is not as contrasty, but Mamma Mia went up against the Dark Knight. Mamma Mia, by the way, slaps. If you haven't seen Mamma Mia, people, go watch that film uh, based on the ABBA soundtrack. Um, the uh, Or not soundtrack, the, their catalog music. But the other one, so to your point about opening on the same day, I know Bilal will like this. You guys remember 50 versus Kanye? How great of a battle was that? 50, 50 versus dropped, Kanye? Wait, when did that happen again, remind me? Well, the one oh, after the that, album yeah. Drug. Yeah, 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 so yeah, like, yeah. it's always good to like create events, right? It's like the same with like the Elon versus Zuck uh, cage match. It's like, yeah, there's a lesson out of that. But the thing is, you can't. It's just, it was perfect, right? You can It's very. It'll be very difficult to manufacture this. But having said that, and at minimum, maybe it's worth trying in the future. But um, Blau, did you have some thoughts? You're cooking on the phone right there. Yeah, no, I was looking up the Mbappe number, so we're ready oh, for that okay, next after. But okay. no, 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 we can no. I think the the two it was two fifty to three hundred mil this weekend, right? Was the last numbers yeah. on Oppenheim Barbie? Um, no, that, that I think what, you covered it there. I think we got. Uh, hey, I got another. I got go numbers. On. Another numbers question. Do you have budget comparisons between those mm, two? That's a good point. Actually, Bala, you want to pull the budget numbers, and I'll talk about the the other lesson that uh, Matt Bellini mentioned. So industry insider Matt Bellini says a real lesson here is to look at Sound of Freedom. So, Jack, that's the name of the movie. It, uh, it's a movie uh, about uh, sex trafficking. Uh, some people believe it's based on QAnon lore, um, but uh, the director says that is not true. Uh, it, it's starring uh, Caviezel, who was, I believe, Jesus and Jesus and Passion of the Christ. But this movie obviously appeals to a very conservative religious crowd, right? But they're actually doing something that's kind of crazy. So Sound of Freedom, which was made in 2018, wasn't released until now. Uh, it's, it's cost 100 mil. No one expected it. But this is what's happening. People that watch the movie, at the end of the movie, the main actor, Caviezel, asked them, he's like, hey, listen, if you enjoyed this movie and you like the message and uh, the warning we have around sex, sex trafficking, would you please buy a ticket for somebody you think that should watch this movie? So people are literally paying forward. And buying wow, tickets for people. So there's actually a meme that's going around that was like, a lot of these showings for this movie are quote-unquote sold out. But actually, 
is like a third full because these tickets are being paid forward. The people aren't actually even going to watch them. So I don't know how replicable that is, but that is an interesting hack around using NIPS communities and messaging and, hey, we're all in this together. Here's a powerful message that we should share. I, I just found that interesting, man. Yeah, that, no, that it's fascinating. It's like, I mean, we always uh, bring on the uh, marketing mechanisms on NIA. Yeah. That, of that, that is one of them. So, boys, I think I, I looked it up. I think if this is correct, it uh, cost 145 mil for Barbie and 100 for Oppenheimer. If that's oh, wow. good. Correct. And my, Barbie's oh, going to crush. Barbie's going to absolutely slay. That's pretty insane. I'm looking, yeah, budget. Well, not on, on IMDb is saying the budget is 100 mil for Barbie estimates. So I, I saw between 100 and 150. Uh, so, yeah, I can double check Oppenheimer as well. But that is, yeah, they're, they're box office hits. These were both made to be top draw, right? So, yeah, really? Trung, how does that usually compare to other big films? Like, do, do you know roughly how much it usually is? 100 to 200 is blockbuster zone. Yeah, that, that, that's the blockbuster zone. So that's zone. normal. So that that's... Uh, Dark Knight so, yeah. was 185 mil. Yeah. Jesus was- Christ. You you'll put a bit a long more time ammo ago too. behind the sequels because you know the built-in audience is there. Well, so and I just double check on IMDb, both of them are saying 100 estimated, but I I've seen between 100 and 180, so it could be either of those. But either way, I mean, I think they're gonna crush. That, that's What's Ryan cool. Gosling getting paid? Do you know Trump? I don't know that number. Bilal, you want to pull up? This no, is I didn't, his no, first movie. They don't have to publish it, do they? I don't think yeah, they have to. I don't think so. All right, never mind. Um, all right, anything else on that before we talk about Christopher Nolan movies, boys? I think that was a nice little breakdown. Any more thoughts? I'm ready to rock and roll. All right, what we what do we want to talk about on Christopher Nolan, boys? I mean, he's one of the best directors of all time. So, what I'm, I'm three, three, I'm I'm trunk. I'm ahead, three films behind on Christopher Nolan's. Uh, okay, um, that's cool. Dunkirk's amazing. You should watch Dunkirk. And uh, uh, still haven't uh, watched I, Dunkirk either. Yeah, uh, well, let's. Why don't we do this? We should hold on Nolan because none of us watch Oppenheimer and we're oh, doing that's true. Yeah, we'll we'll do wait. a little uh, homework assignment. Let me do yeah, one yeah. thing about Oppenheimer. Shout out to our boy David Senra, Founders Podcast. I would highly advise people listen to the podcast episode, The General and the Genius. It's about uh, Leslie Grove, General Leslie Groves, uh, who is who ran the Manhattan Project and why he picked Oppenheimer. But here's one nugget from that podcast. Please listen to it from our boy David Senra. That Founders Podcast episode, he talked about Steve Jobs actually looked at Oppenheimer as a model for building a team. Because the Manhattan Project was some of the greatest scientists ever. So Steve Jobs like studied that. He's like, wow, how did Oppenheimer run this incredible team of A players? And that's how kind of Jobs looked at uh, Apple. He said, I don't want A players. And I'm just going to let them run loose. Uh, but anyways... Shout out to David Senra, our boy. But let's go to the last topic. This is a very Bilal Zaidi topic, so I'm going to tee him up. Bilal Zaidi. We've talked about Lionel Messi joining the Inter-Miami in the MLS. A lot of hype around that. His deal that includes streaming revenue share from uh, Apple+. Plus. Uh, not you tell us what happened? His first Incredible. Game. What happened with Messi's first game Did you in guys Miami? see this? Did you watch I don't it live? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the highlights. Yeah, yeah. we'll let we'll Bilal tee it up. And then Bilal, can you just, can you let us, can you cook on Kylian Mbappe being offered yeah. 776 million to play one For season? One year. One year. Yeah, one well, year so in the, Saudi the Arabia. Messi thing, 
for people that didn't see, I've, I don't, I don't think I've ever watched a full MLS game. Uh, I'm not against it. It's just it's not. Graceful. There's so wow. many. There's so many uh, leagues to follow that I, I just about follow Arsenal. But now with Messi here, I'm really tempted. I mean, I'm not like necessarily gonna be watching every single game, but I'll, I'm more open to seeing how it goes. They got Sergio Busquets coming there and Jordi Alba, who's two kind of legends of the game that played with Messi back in the day. But crucially, as we'll compare to Mbappe in a second, they're kind of at the end of their careers, right? Like for years, people have been coming to MLS from David Beckham to Ibrahimovic to Rooney to like, you know, really big players, but they normally come at the end. It's a fun way to kind of round out your career. You get mad commercial deals, you get paid again. Pretty good lifestyle. Like we even Messi, I saw him walking around in the supermarket. By the Publix. Yeah, Love went to it. Publix getting his Costco <laughs> steak. And uh, that, I mean, there were obviously people that did notice him there. But if you did that, if you walk outside your house in, you know, Paris or London or whatever, you're mobbed, right? Like you're yeah. not going to, people are going to be like, what the hell are you walking around like a well, He's like done a for civilian. now. That's his first and last time in the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's in, done like, now. in history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but the, the kind of story was, um, I, I also think the MLS did an incredible job of, and Apple did a great job of promoting it this week. So I think it was Friday night was the first Messi game. Or Wednesday night, they had Arsenal versus, versus uh, MLS All-Stars. So it's, if you think of like the NBA All-Star game, obviously not as high profile, but for the MLS, that was kind of a, a new thing for me. I've never seen like an All-Star team play a regular team. And um, so there were all these challenges that like, you know the way in NBA you'll get like the dunk challenge and stuff like that. They yeah. were they were trying to do stuff like that, which is kind of funny to watch because you could see like this German player we signed being like, "What the hell am I doing here?" But um, so that that happened on Wednesday, <laughs> and they gave that as a free thing. So you got push notification on your iPhone for me anyway with Apple TV because I'm not subscribed, and it said uh, you can watch this game for free tonight. So tune in. So you get in there. You're and not subscribed, but you don't have Apple TV on the phone either. It just came to the... Yeah, I've got like Apple TV as an app probably or something mm. like that. Because mm. I have a... I don't know how it works. I've got an Apple TV device. I'll and I've probably it. had Apple TV Plus in the past. So anyway, right. I've got post notification saying free trial for a free match tonight. I watched that. And then they kind of pitch you all day on that, on that match saying Messi's coming on Friday. Make sure you subscribe. We're going to have the first game. Every single game, get One the league pass. One billion plus phones, people. Exactly. So that, that I don't know how many people saw that, but that was a pretty good little upsell. And Arsenal won 5-0. You don't, don't forget to say that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a fun little game. Uh, lost on the weekend. I actually went to that one in person in New Jersey, which was kind of fun. But anyway, back to Messi. Friday night, I was out at a bar nearby with a few friends. And I just see all these phones going up. People start watching these clips. And Lionel Messi, 1-1, 93rd minute, last minute of the game, free kick, which, which I don't know if you remember this, Jack, but do you remember Greece in the Euro qualifier for David Beckham, last minute of the game, who's now the owner of Inter Miami, watching on, and that's what happened. It was a chance to win the game with a free kick. And obviously Messi just curled Back it in, beautiful bag, goal. Yeah. And so, yeah, that amazing kind of, you know, romantic start to his MLS debut. Fairy tale. Yeah, fairy, fairy tale, tale, fairy tale. Right. Yeah, sorry, the Messi that's what I premium is going to be so insane. On Incredible. Every, every time that team travels, the cities oh, yeah. that they play Come in, alive. it's like you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to get a ticket to, well, he's going to like Seattle. Yeah. Oh, that's actually People a bad example. People were paying crazy they, money to be in the stadium that day. Yeah. Crazy. And that's going to extend, like, 
as soon as he signed, I was like, let me look at when Miami are coming to Nashville. Nashville. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Are, that's are pretty you cool. going? Are you going? I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Oh, I, they damn. didn't have it listed, but um, I'm sure now it's. And I will say. Up, this weekend, I went to Arsenal Man United in New Jersey, MetLife Stadium. 83,000 people sold out. Oh, man. Insane. insane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that is the MLS side. I'm really curious to see how that progresses over the next year or two because you've got the World Cup coming here. You know, Messi's here. The bigger players are coming. But to contrast that, what's going on in Saudi Arabia right now brings us on to Mbappe. Mbappe is, you know arguably the best player in the world, like currently he's like 24 years old, I think, in the prime of his career. So not normally at this age, you would not be thinking about going to the MLS or even like Saudi in this case. And there's been a crazy bid, like I think it's two, 300 mil for a transfer fee to PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, which is insane, right? Like the world record is like a hundred and something, right? It's, it's crazy uh, a premium. And the, the contract, the, the TLDR on that is $776 million, I think is, the, is the, the bid here. So they would be paying him up to $776 million for one year. And in the contract, this is all reported. We don't know if this is true. Um, obviously, not all of that is up front. It's a bunch of commercial deals. Also, bear in mind, that's probably tax-free, right? Because you're in Saudi. I'm pretty sure very little taxes. He'll be pushing close to a billion for one year's work insane levels to paint a picture here lebron james all-time nba earnings if this is correct is 531 million dollars so just in one year you'd be making more than lebron did in his whole career again i don't know if that's accurate this is the dunk central on twitter um but just to paint a picture and and, and trung posted some funny stuff on here like all the different nba players that are posting yeah, like Giannis is like saying i look like Kylian Mbappe. can i take his place or whatever Damian so Miller's like, well, 776 WTF, like, what is going on? Yeah, so uh, that's kind of the, the summary. I don't think he's going to do it. If he did, you know, fair enough, like, it completely makes sense. But it's, it's this, if they actually landed him, it would be an insane change because it's normally, again, players that end their careers, this would be, okay, someone, you know, the best player in the world is going to go and play there. So that you would don't be think wild. So, so Bilal... You're Mr. Sportsball one hour a day on football Twitter or football X. One hour is a bit low, but yeah, yeah. yeah. X football. Yeah, X football. Your vibe is no, he's not going to do it. This is the general I mean, vibe. I, I could understand if he did it for one year. I think that's the key point. If they didn't include that, I would say 100% no. With the one year, it would be one of those funny things like, you know, a random fact like, oh, Michael Jordan played for the Wizards or Michael Jordan played in the MLB or whatever it is. You know, it'd be like kind of a funny thing. But to me, it's like scarce resource here is his time. Like he's he's only got 10, 15 years. And of I would argue- Of his prime. Of his prime years, like five yeah. maybe, right? He could do this when he's 29 even or 32. Yeah. And he, But the question is, will this be an offer in 10 years? Probably not, right? So you could you could argue either way. My hope is he doesn't do it, to be honest, just because I'm not, I'm not against the Saudi League doing this. I think it's smart. I think they should be doing this. They should be going after all the big players. But for me, I already think he's been kind of a little weak in being in the French League because the French League is like the sixth biggest league now. And he's he's not really competing. He's the best player in the world. He should be playing in the, the Champions Prem. League, in the Spanish League or the Premier League, really. They're the two big leagues. And that, and that might be my bias. Someone else might say, oh, well, he's still already playing in the Champions League. But he hasn't won the Champions League. 
He won the World Cup and he was in the final of the last one. He's shown that he's the best player probably in the world alongside Messi in his prime. But to me, it's like if you're not doing that in a domestic league, that is, I actually judge you more on the domestic league because I think if you do it in the Premier League, you do it in the Spanish league, you know, you're really gonna, you can push yourself up into that GOAT status where you're not at the, you're not anywhere near that for me because Messi and Ronaldo did it for 10, 15 years in the hardest leagues in the world. And now they went to, you know, the, the lesser leagues. So if he did it, you wouldn't be against it. But the, the romantic football fan in me is like, oh, just go and play in the best that you've already got enough money. You're going to make enough Arsenal. money ever. Exactly. Be the Thierry Henry. <laughs> Give him, take that 14 shirt off Eddie Nketiah. Academy yeah. graduate and uh, give it give it to Kylian <laughs> we need Mbappé. To talk about, we need to talk about Bilal job when he gets like his passionate topics like uh, working at Google and uh, football. Working at Google <laughs> in my pet, wearing suits to interviews. And, and, and Bilal's, this is Bilal's, uh, this is Bilal's Mount Rushmore of like what he gets really into. It's Arsenal, it's uh, Bling Bling, uh, Bling Bling uh, Emporium. Bling Bling uh, Emporium. <laughs> and it's it. And people, the city of London. I will never get over asking Bilal what your favorite city in Europe is. Like, you know what? It's probably London. Bro, yeah, you, I had to you keep it real. I had to represent, you man. You can't pick, be. You can't pick your own city. Everybody nah, does nah, it. That's a, I'm a New Yorker uh, now, but I'm always a London. I love you that. Know, you I gotta love that, keep though. it real. That's, well, that's, that's, any, that's it. Have any Premiership clubs offered? Not or yet. Or Mbappe. But, not yet, but I think the only one I could see happening is Man City, which Man would City, be okay. ridiculous. If Man City yeah. somehow landed him, it would be kind of like stupid. Football would be stupid because you've got Haaland and him in one team. Oh, my that, God. That would, that would be, be The team that just won the treble signs the best player in the world. That'd be, that'd that'd be, be Ronaldo and Messi on the same team. That'd be the equivalent. Basically, yeah. And I yeah. would say... Um, I, I kind of hope he went to Real Madrid because Real Madrid still... Like, the Spanish league is kind of struggling with money, but Real Madrid... Are, I seem to be doing okay. They just signed Drew Bellingham, who's for 100 mil English uh, midfielder. And yeah, uh, they would actually, you know, up level to next level. Benzema's gone to Saudi, who was the reigning Ballon d'Or winner. So yeah, it would be kind of cool. If in the Premier League, realistically, the only team that I could see him going to is Man City. But even then, I feel like he would, if he's leaving Paris Saint-Germain, you want a historic club. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Real Madrid is that club or Barcelona back in the day but not anymore because they're poor so uh, yeah I mean Arsenal has more history yeah I would see you could see him following the footsteps of I Thierry Henry I see it man I see it I see it Bilal challenging that would shift some shirts that would there shift we some go. shirts that would shift some let me, shirts uh, let me guys <laughs> tell you about uh, so almost, uh, tell, uh, there's a story from The Athletic about Messi and his money and apparently he he really likes money Messi uh, you can you can Bilal you can no, fair like, enough I mean did he or did he not like bankrupt Barcelona? That's kind of an oh argument. yeah, something like that. I heard about this. I don't know enough about <laughs> so it. So here's but... an amazing story from the article. So uh, Messi's manager is his father, and that uh, Messi uh, said, "Hey, listen, I really want, um, I really want this player on the team. I'm not even bothered saying who the player was." And then the Barca manager at the time, a Barca president who uh, who Bilal will know, uh, Josep Maria Bartomé, is that his name? Think so, yeah. Yeah, personally, so he's just like, uh, he's like, listen, Messi really wants his guy on the team. Uh, you can have to make him an offer, or like he's gonna be pissed. This is what Messi offer he can't refuse. Yeah. yeah. So the guy like, we really don't want this player. So he goes out and makes a really flaccid offer. Uh, he he they they know Messi's dad knows him about sixty million euros to offer this player, 
they go and offer 30 million euros, which is half the value this guy has, right? So news gets back to Messi that uh, the guy, his friend wasn't willing to accept the half offer. <laughs> so Messi's dad goes to Barcelona is like, okay, well, listen, if you're only willing to offer that 30 mil, you might as well give the other 30 mil to Messi. Like, we know how much money you have. And then they're like, shit. So they give you the 30 mil to Messi. And they're still paying that back, Dude, man. How they're many in trouble. Is that? Yeah. He's like, hey, listen, we're, wow. I know you have 60 mil. I need you to get this guy. They're like, okay, well, we'll give him a 30 mil offer. Uh, he didn't really want it. He's like, okay, well, now we know that you have money extra. Just give Messi the 30 mil. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, wow. Uh, and they went, man. I think, yeah, I think to to wrap it up, it's, it's amazing. Messi had that little moment, and Mbappe, I think, will go Real Madrid, and then okay. we'll back to the regular life. How much is he gonna get paid? How much is he gonna get paid? A real no, near that, but he will get paid as much as anyone in Europe. Which what, 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 like a hundred? I, I think he's probably getting paid seventy or something now. Okay, sixty, seventy, probably. So he's he's getting paid a crazy amount already. But um, so I think I'm cutting off there. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm not amazing, too sure. Guys. All right, boys, that was great. Nice way to uh, wrap it up. Uh, thanks for being everyone. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Yeah, peace out.